if you see something, especially, you know, for everybody listening in this industry, that there can be a better way, either, you know, sustainability or not, if there's a better way of doing things and you have an idea on how to fix it, start there. Welcome back to the Sustainable Act. I'm your host, Smiley Karana. On this podcast, we're diving deep into earth-loving, thought-provoking, and inspiring conversations on how we take care of ourselves and our planet. I'm so excited about today's guest and conversation. He is the man behind Scriptation, the number one PDF annotation app for film and television professionals. Scriptation is the only paperless solution built for the entire production crew and includes everything you need to annotate, break down, and transfer notes. He's also worked as a writer on TV shows such as Blackish and Crowded. Welcome the founder and CEO, Steve Vitello. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show to chat with me. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be episode number two. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot to uh, live up to already. Um, so thanks. Yeah. Um, so I have a funny story to tell you before we get into the interview. I remember meeting you back in 2018 at the Sustainable Production Forum. Um, and you were speaking at like on a panel there. And it was my first time really um, being exposed to like the shocking realities of film production waste. And your the panel it was all about going paperless. You were talking about scriptation. It was so inspired. So after I decided to come up to you and like chat with you and about how we can bring this program into film schools because I was still in film school at the time. And I remember asking you if I could have a business card so that I can connect with you in the future. And you told me that I don't carry business cards because I'm gone paperless. And I remember I was shocked just because it was such a little thing that could have such a big impact. And it's been two years. And even now, like I go to events and if someone asks me for a business card, I'm still like hesitant because I'm like, hey, well, you know, I've gone paperless. So is should I really? So that was my first real impression um, of you. And ever since I've been like such a big fan and um, admire you and your work. And I'm so glad that I can chat with you today. Oh, good. I'm glad I was like worried about it. I was like, oh my God, what did I do <laughs> at the Sustainable Production Forum? Yeah, no, I don't, because I don't think we've ever really talked ever since. Um, and I'm like, I'm sure you don't remember me from that forum because there's so many people there and I was just like this little student, but I, that's just like the memory I have of you. And I'm like, it's made such a difference in my life because it's, you know, people assume that they have to do these grand gestures or they got to like save, you know, hundreds of pieces of papers to make a difference, but it's like the smallest of things. And that's something I learned. I'm, I'm glad that's what you took and not, oh, the scriptation guy is too cheap for business cards. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I carry business cards, but now I'm like, you know what? Cause you're going to transfer the contact details into your phone or your computer later anyways. Like that's what I ended up doing with yours. Um, so it just made sense, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, try and look at the practical aspect of it um, as well as the environmental sustainability aspect of it. And it's just not practical for me to carry around a bunch of business cards. First of all, I don't want to print business cards and I don't print anything. So it's not practical for me to carry it around. It's not practical for you to carry it around. Um, it's a lot easier just to be like, hey, here's my number. Here's my email. You have a phone, enter it and we're good. <laughs> exactly. um, but I, I still get asked that all the time, um, especially when I go to events, I'm just like, here's my email. Like, you can contact me. 
Yeah. And how's that reaction been? Like, have people been like, oh, okay. Or have you gotten any like more like hesitant, like, okay, like kind of. <laughs> I think generally it's fine, but it it's, people are starting. It's sort of like with scriptation, like people are starting to get more accustomed to those type of things where it's like, now more people are asking me like just for their email or give me your contact information. I'll enter it into my phone as opposed to, you know, give me your business card. And some people, when I feel like they asked me for like the business card, I was like, they're just going to throw it out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, you're just trying to end the conversation, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's most often that ends up happening with me too, because you're right. No, like who wants to keep 50 business cards? Um, and it's just a hassle. It's easy to, especially in our day and age now, when everything's at a touch of a button, like it just, it, it does sound impractical to carry like all these business cards. I most often lose them, if not throw them out. <laughs> and I, what would I do? I would go to like Vistaprint and order like 500 business cards and where am I going to keep that? Yeah. And then I got to remember to carry it around. I have enough things. Like I already condensed my jeans just to my front two pockets. <laughs> I got rid of the back pocket. So now do I have to get another pocket for this? It's all very, just everybody know to business cards. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so that's awesome. That's like the first real lesson of this podcast is. <laughs> um, so coming back to the app, um, you know, I did a little intro, but of course, like you do a way better job explaining what exactly Scriptation is, what it offers and who is it for? Like if you can get kind of explain that. Uh, sure. So Scriptation, um, so I, I came up with the idea. My background is um, I was a writer's assistant for a number of years. Um, and I, I got the opportunity to write a couple freelance television shows, but mostly worked as an assistant in the writer's office. And um, there was a pilot that I was working on um, that every single night we were printing a full 50 page script and distributing it to a hundred plus people. And this was going on for two weeks straight because we had our table read and then we started shooting two weeks later. It was like sort of this weird schedule. It was like the perfect storm of a weird schedule, a multi-cam script that's longer um, and a showrunner that rewrites all the time. Um, so it was, and, and as a writer's assistant, um, I was the person that would print the script and hand it to the PA who would then make a hundred plus copies. And I felt guilty, even though it wasn't, you know, this was my job, I had to do it, but I felt guilty because I knew like, this is the script that's going to cause all this damage. Um, and that was uh, every single night we were doing that. So it was just such uh, an incredible waste of paper. And at the same time, I saw everybody writing their notes and then they'd get the new script and then they would rewrite their notes on the new script or they'd have scripts side by side and be like page four, what was that note? Is that note still relevant? And then write something there. Um, so both like it was from a sustainable aspect, this is insane and also a practical aspect, what are we doing rewriting our notes? So the whole idea was what if we can go paperless and what if we can move notes across script amendments or script revisions? And in the case of this show, it would have helped a lot because we had something like 15, we had at least 15 script revisions. So um, if there was an easy way that, they, that everybody in the show could make notes on one script and then move it to the next script, they would save hours of time 
every time a script came out. Um, so that's that's what the app started as, and it's kind of evolved from that. And we have a bunch of other things and a bunch of other features, but at its core, it's a digital uh, app, digital production app to make notes on scripts and production documents. And then it uh, moves notes into different drafts of the script uh, as you get new revisions. That's amazing. And when you were developing this, um, like what year did it, did you launch Scriptation? We launched it in 2016, started, came up with the idea in 2013, or I guess around this time. Yeah, around this time, because it was around pilot season. And that was, I think the iPad had been out for maybe a year or I think it came out in 2011. So um, it was all like tablets relative, I mean, tech moves fast, but like mm -hmm. tablets were relatively new. And, you know, when the iPad came out, they didn't have the pencil that came with it. So that also was a big deal um, when that came out. But yeah, there wasn't much, um, you know, in terms of people weren't at that time, people weren't really using tablets to in that way. But it's sort of like it moved really fast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming up with the idea in 2013, and then you could see how long it took to actually release it in the store. <laughs> um, yeah, that takes a, a really long time, a lot of patience, um, and a lot of trial and error. Yeah. What, did you run into any challenges or conflict with any, you know, when you pitched this idea of, because I'm assuming like back then it was still the idea of going paperless. Cause I know even today, um, like working on a production, um, even with all these resources and everybody has an electronic device, whether it's a tablet or phone mm -hmm. people, there's certain people that are still like, no, there's no way I can go view a digital script. So did you run into those challenges when you pitched this idea? Yeah. Um, and that's a really good point because some people just will, they've been doing it a certain way for, uh, uh, you know, I understand that, right? You've been doing something a certain way for 20, 30 years. And now this thing comes along and it's like, ah, I'm stuck in my old ways. I like paper, even though there's this great benefit to it or potential great benefit to it. Um, but when, so I, I've had so many ideas for things and products, <laughs> um, and most of the, I would say 99% of them just fail in some way, either like someone's done it or, um, it's just not practical or it's not really filling a need. So when I had this idea, the first thing I wanted to do was talk to people. So I talked to and I had worked in production I started working in 2006 so I had a bunch of contacts and I, I worked primarily on tv shows so I had a bunch of contacts in the industry and the first thing I did was basically talk call call people up email people meet them at a cafe and say like hey here's my idea um would you be willing to go paperless and a lot a lot of the responses were no they were like, well, not really because I'm like, I'm used to doing it this way. Some people are more open to it, but like generally people were like, ah, I don't know. And then I said, okay, well, what if, you know, all those notes, all those markups that you made on, let's say the table draft of the script or the network draft of the script super early can then move over into the next draft 
um, in a few seconds and it all lines up and tells you what changed, tells you what delete, what's deleted, all that. And everyone that I spoke to was like, I will learn whatever I have to learn for that one thing. And because of that, I knew I kind of had something. And I also knew just from being a script coordinator, if there's any script coordinators listening to this, you're kind of, there's no like script coordinator class, unfortunately. <laughs> so you, everyone's kind of learning on the fly. But something that they tell you is that when you're, do, when you're um, distributing script revisions, if you have more than half of the script has changed, say it's a 30 page script and you have 16 revision pages, they say, even if you're in production, put out a new script. That's sort of like what you're quote unquote taught. How, however, like from experience, every single show I've worked on, if I spoke to the assistant director or the script supervisor who you kind of ask about this stuff, they'll say, just give me the pages. Even if it's 25 pages on a 30 page script, just give me the pages because I want to keep the notes that I already had written on those five pages. I don't want to have to rewrite everything. So, you know, that in combination with surveying, it all made a lot of sense to me. I was like, okay, we have something. Now, can we actually do it? And that was a challenge in itself to actually build the tech that does that. And taking that like over your journey of the last few years of, you know, getting this out there. And I've been hearing because I've been following along with Scriptation on social media and I see all these um, executives, Hollywood faces that are using it and promoting it because like you said, it's convenient, practical, and you feel good because you're saving the environment. What has been, I guess, a highlight or like a proudest moment um, over your journey with Scriptation? Um, you know, I don't know if there's one if there's like one obvious one that stands out but like just um it was two days ago uh franklin leonard who runs the blacklist asked what ipad apps people are using because he just got a new ipad and then a bunch of people were recommending scriptation and you know as a company we don't keep any user data so the app is out in the store and the only people that i know that use the app are people that either email us through support or email me directly or know someone that know somebody so i i don't really know all these people that use it so when he posted that he has a ton of followers there was a bunch of people and like you know hot pretty like high profile people that were commenting saying like Scriptation changed my life. Scriptation is a game changer. You have to use this. So like Chris O'Dowd was one of them. And like at the company, like we're big fans of his and like we had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Um, and we also had the uh, writer producer of The Post and Longshot say that she uses us too. So, you know, and, and that happens... I wish it would happen more, but you know, we get that every now and then where we hear of somebody using it. And that's just really cool to hear that they've used it and it's really benefited them. And even we have this director who we've since become, well, a couple of directors who we since have become pretty close with. Um, so John Scott is one of them. He directs a bunch of TV. Valerie Weiss is another. She directs a bunch of TV too. Um, and for them to tell us this 
you know, John was like, look, this app saves me five hours every single week. And that's five hours that I could be getting ready to set up for another shot and actually make the show better. Or like time, if I get a revision at the end of the day, I hit transfer and then I get to go home to my family. Um, so that's really valuable too. So I think, you know, anything like productivity, time saving, people um, saying how much the app has benefit, benefited them, those are always the best stories for us and the best things that we want to hear. Yeah, and it's funny because I was just thinking about what we were talking about, how, uh, you know, certain people that have been in the industry and been doing the same thing for 20, 30 years and aren't really prone to like wanting to change. But um, with my experience of seeing who's been using it and who hasn't, I've noticed like people that have been in the industry for like, you know, my entire life that are using this app. Like it's, it seems like it's not a complicated app to figure out as long as you have that open mind and you're willing to you know, make that like, spend that time to learn it. And then it saves you all that time going forward. Yeah, you know, you never know. Um, it, and it's even in our marketing, I mean, we talk about, okay, like, let's um, market towards like 20, 30, 40s, like, that's where we want to go, like, you know, 18 to 49 or something like that's our demo. But then we have a bunch of people like we have younger people that I see, or like actors at a table read, behind the scenes and they're using paper scripts. And then we see these, you know, DPs that are in their 60s, 70s using scriptation. So it's really hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, I don't know, it, it, you know, maybe, maybe a younger actor, that's just what they've seen, and they're used to and then they start and then maybe somebody older is like, I'm so tired of doing something this way, mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to try this new tech. Um, and also, I think a big benefit uh, of scriptation and why it's kind of spread the way it, it has, because um, we like, you know, we, we do social media marketing, but we haven't like done a whole big in your face, throw a bunch of money at it, not that we have money, mm -hmm. but throw a bunch of money at, you know, big campaign is because it's so demonstrable on set. So for example, um, we have so we have a user that came really early on. His name is Michael Spiller. He's a director, um, won an Emmy Award for Modern Family for directing, um, and he and also Steve Levitan on Modern Family also uses scriptation. Um, they're like very techie, so they're like always about the new technology. Um, so Michael Spiller was using it on all of his shows, like through like the very beginning when it was not very good. I was suffering through all the bugs <laughs> of everything. But what happens is he goes to set, there's a script change that's 20 pages or so. He is there, he taps a button, the transfer happens, he's ready to go. And everybody else has their scripts and they're on the floor with their binders and putting in and collating this. I mean, I'm sure you've seen what collating scripts is like. You've been on a set. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, you're like having one script, the blue pages or the pink pages, whatever, next to it. And then you're like taking it out, putting it in, taking it out, putting it in, writing your notes. So when someone, when one person on set hits a button and is ready to go, and everybody else is around it, they're like, oh, what did, what did you do? What was that? What is that thing? Um, so that's definitely helped and um, 
my my biggest fear when I was working in TV was shows getting canceled. And that is almost the best thing for scriptation because you have five people on a show using scriptation, the show gets canceled, two go this show, two go to that show, one go to that show. So I'm not rooting for cancellations. I know how hard it is, but I'm just saying that helps the uh, spread of the uh, tech. Yeah, the word of mouth. Yeah, Yeah. the word of mouth and it really gets out there. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, um, so like if you can explain who exactly this app is for, because I have met, you know, like, we, we know like actors, directors, script coordinators, but I've talked to an AD who said, um, I know what scriptation is, but I just assume that uh, it's not for me. It's like not really like- Oh no, that's bad can... marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like maybe they didn't look into exactly what this app offers. So like breaking that myth, it's like, who can use this app like in the industry? It's really simple. Anyone that reads scripts or production documents, anybody. So if you're just, if you want to go paperless with it and stop the whole printing and paper problem and getting 50 drafts of a script, get scriptation. You don't, if you don't have to make any markups, um, the app, you can go to the store. It's free to download, free to look at the script. I mean, free to open a script. And if that's all you need, then you can use it. Um, but really the app is, it, it's broad. So it's designed to read PDF scripts and production documents and make notes. So if you're making notes on a script, then you can use scriptation. So that's why, and it's surprising that an AD would say that because it is so meant for ADs because they make so many notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've, so we found that um, most of our users, or I guess our top percentage wise, are producers, um, like line producers, uh, directors, DPs, and ADs. Uh, then kind of goes to writers, and and then and then so so forth. But um, agents, executives, and things like that use scriptation too, because obviously they have a bunch of scripts, and um, they don't want to be going from show to show to show and different table reads with a whole backpack of scripts. Yeah, because um, I'm sure yeah. like in like a week or even a month, like you'll end up with binders of scripts or they just are tossed in the recycling bin. So there's just, yeah, I mean, there's just so much waste. Just think about when you, you go to a table read on shows you're on everyone. So everyone has a script at a paper script at the table. There's that stack of like 10, 15 extras that like two people take and recycle because that's the thing. It's like, it's all single use. So once the table read is over, that script is done. Mm-hmm. They're off to the next script. So that's really such the bummer of it and is kind of, and, and when I see behind the scenes photos on Instagram of table reads, it is like so infuriating just seeing, because I, I know I see that stack of extra scripts in the corner. <laughs> I see the highlighters. I see the paper, I see the brads, um, and sometimes the the actor will, um, I don't want to put it all in the actors, but sometimes somebody will print a script from home and bring it, and but they need to have that script also in front of them too or on their chair. So it's like, oh, well, I already brought my, home, my script from home, so I'm not going to use that anymore. Um, yeah, so the, the, that sort of waste is just, it drives me crazy. 
Um, I'm sure you're not too happy about that either. <laughs> no, and I think the part that um, makes me more infuriated is like, because these scripts are always watermarked with the person, like the individual's name. So it's like, even if one actor or somebody on the code chooses not to take the script, it's already printed they can't pass it on to somebody else because it's watermarked with their own name. So it still ends up in landfill. And, and speaking right. of, I think, um, and, and I want to hear your advice too, but what I found is um, the best thing to do is always print by demand and ask rather than, you know, showing up because I've been there where um, there's been table reads and, you know, the production office, they're required to print every single person attending a script and have it in front of them, whether they want it or not. So I think, like for me, it's like, why aren't we changing that and asking now instead of just, you know, it's still with that old system. Look, I would love, so I, um, I launched a campaign at the uh, Sustainable Production Forum, Pledge Paperless. Um, kind of, yeah. So, right. We had a panel there. <laughs> that was the panel. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we launched something at Sustainable Production Forum about that, but, but the, uh, the thing also about paper and colored paper is that it's also not so easily recycled. Like, okay, maybe white paper, but like blue, pink, you just can't like look at the numbers. You just like can't recycle even some of them. But something that I've been um, trying to do, and maybe this is something that you could also try and do, and it's not that hard, is make an opt into paper policy. So you have the production established that they're going totally digital with everything. And if you want to get paper, you have to opt into it. So you have to, maybe someone sends out an email or a form and being like, do you want paper scripts? So at least the, the person on the production has to think twice about whether they want to do this. Because look, like, yeah, I want to get rid of paper right? You don't need it at all. Um, people come fight me, tell me that you need it, but you don't. But if um, you don't have a device or you're uncomfortable doing it, I don't want to say that you can't use it. You know, you should be able to use it, but at least have productions think twice about it. And I think um, they started, they started doing, you know, everything has to evolve. And when I was working on on shows, they were doing an opt-in to digital, great, but let's switch it. So now it's opt-in to paper. I think someone that's been super successful with this is Clara George, who was on the, paper, the uh, panel, Sustainable Production Forum. Um, she did an opt-in to paper panel, and there are numbers somewhere, I, I should have looked this up before I got on there, but I think she saved something like at least half a million sheets of paper on one season of a show. That's probably even low. It's probably more than that. Um, so just by implementing that policy and by making the recommendation to go paperless, because it wasn't forced onto people, they could still have it if they want. Um, but just on like, hey, here's a recommendation. We want you to do this for X, Y, and Z. Here's some tech that will help you. So like make the decision. Um, and I think if, if somebody can start a campaign where we do opt into digital or if studios can tell that to their productions, that would make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, 
Claire George is actually the one that I was inspired by, by that policy, the print by demand, um, opt into paper. And you're she's right. She's inspirational. Because, yeah, she really she's is. amazing. Um, but you're right. You know how you said that before you called it opt into digital and now it's opt into paper, like just changing the wording of that too can go such a long way. Um, and yeah, so like, you know, in a, on a production I was working on, we started doing that and it was surprising because people now are thinking twice because things like, um, prep memos and call sheets and things that normally you wouldn't think twice about you just take the paper copy that's given to you but then you look at it once or twice and then you know you don't need it anymore so as soon as people started thinking twice you know the numbers decrease of how much we were printing and I think this is something all productions can do because you're not asking for much you're actually saving money too at the end right you're not using up as much ink and paper and Right. And it's all about what you need, what you want. Right. So just having that second thought, like, I guess I don't need the goldenrod revision of the crew list, <laughs> like, yeah. which is like 50 pages that they yeah. send to everybody. Um, so, or maybe you're in product, maybe you don't need, um, you know, paper scripts past a certain revision or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting people to like actually think about their decisions is just helpful, you know, in general. Yeah. And it's like goes more than the environment. It's just more time efficient. Like we were talking about, like, you know, if you are looking for a crew member's contact, it's so easy to go, go command F on your computer. And then instantly it's like, boom, they're there rather than having to flip through 50 pages, like you said. And yeah, look, my, my opinion is that we're going to get, we're going to be digital at some point. Paper scripts are eventually going to go away. <clears throat> um, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine, I hope that we're in 2030 and people are still printing scripts at table reads. There's a bunch of neatly <laughs> printed scripts all on the table with highlighters and pens and pencils and scripts on the chairs. If that's happening in 2030, well, we would have failed as a company, but um, I think society would have failed also. Mm-hmm. That actually ties in with my next question is, what do you hope for the future of scriptation? Or where do you see it going in the next? Um, I mean, right now we are like we're we're a tech company, so we're we're pretty tech heavy. We're and we're doing our best to um, adapt to everything that's happening right now in the world. So, I guess you know, in the immediate future, we uh, just released the Mac app, which is really exciting. That was as far as it, you. It's not tech, Mac isn't technically a feature, but as far as like requests go, that was our biggest request. Um, Cause previously we've been um, an iPad app and now we have a Mac app. So that's like, that's really cool. And we're really excited about it. Um, and just as far as like what's happening right now and, and a lot of uh, writers working virtually in digital rooms, um, and digital uh, virtual table reads. So we have a few features that we just uh, released for that. So one of them that I think is really cool um, is we, uh, we have a, a feature in the app called reader mode. And in reader mode, it creates a version of the script that where you can increase the font size and decrease the font size. So it helps, especially if you're on the phone, because it's hard reading a PDF script on a phone. But now, if you're on a computer, we were we were noticing that um, a lot of people at 
these virtual table reads, which I'm sure you've seen like a bunch of these already pop up. And maybe this is going to be the norm for the next six months. They're looking down at their script or looking on the screen and flipping through the paper and not looking through the camera. So what we did is we brought our actor highlighting feature to reader mode. Um, so you could highlight your lines at the click of a button. And also we made it auto scroll. So if you're at a table read, you could tap the auto scroll and it's kind of like a teleprompter with your highlighted lines and it just goes down the page. You can adjust the speed with the left and right arrows of your computer. Um, and so, yeah, in the immediate future, I'm hoping that people start using the, this at virtual table reads because it's just so much more practical and you can actually see the actor stare at the screen. Um, as far as the future beyond that, um, I don't really know. I mean, we have a bunch of tech ideas that we're, we've been playing with, but really we're just trying to get adoption and we're trying to say like, hey, like if you're going to read a script digitally, use Scriptation because it was made by somebody in the business that understands the process um, and has tech that can actually help save you time that no other app has. So that's sort of like where our focus is. Amazing. You're incredible because you're changing the norm of, and the culture of like what our industry has been for so long. What advice would you give to someone who is in a similar position where they're like, I'm seeing this is so-and-so is wrong with something in the industry, but you know, because it's just the norm, they can't really change. What advice would you give to that person being someone that went and just changed? <laughs> um, well, I mean, look, I mean, I, look, Scriptation isn't, um, you know, a lot of people tuning into this haven't heard of Scriptation, right? So they're probably hearing it for the first time. So we have a really long way to go. So if somebody has an idea, and again, that's where I started, it all starts from the idea. So if you see something, especially, you know, for everybody listening in this industry, that there can be a better way either, you know, sustainability or not, you know, if, if there's a better way of doing things, or if you're seeing something that's happening, that's so crazy. Um, and you have an idea on how to fix it. Uh, start there, you know, just start with the idea, start researching, and then um, meet with people and decide whether like, you know, vet this idea yourself. Because, you know, companies, they don't, a lot of people think they just kind of happen like overnight because you see these like, especially like Silicon Valley stuff, you see all these ridiculous valuations, but it's really like there's 5 million steps that take place from the germ of the idea. So just take it slow. Just you have the idea, um, start interviewing people, start talking to people, do a bunch of research, and then, you know, don't be afraid to fail because we failed tons of times. <laughs> we, we, it took us um, three tries just to get it to market and figure out what our strategy was. Um, because we initially, we brought Scriptation to, we were trying this top-down strategy where we were saying, hey, big studios, like look at all the benefits of scriptation, but for them, it, it's slow moving. It's very hard for them to change what they have, especially something that hasn't been established. So, you know, that's another reason why we came up, 
you know, we had it in 2013 and really came out with it in 2016 because we're like, let's just give it to everybody, everyone that's on the show that's going to benefit and use it and let's see what happens. And we are still evolving. We are still learning. It's good Lord, seven years later. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a grind, but if you really um, are passionate about it, believe in it and are in it for the long haul, and it's a good idea that actually solves something, solves a problem, um, then you'll probably be in good shape. Amazing. Thank you so much. I wanted to end it, if, if we have the time, with the a... Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> I can't sing. Um, with a like rapid, like a fast five or final five questions. So oh, like, love it. Um, so, you know, you answer in one to five words um, as quick as you can. The first thing that comes to mind. Um, so the first one is, what quote or piece of advice have you gotten that inspires you or inspired you? I know, big question. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is rapid. Oh, boy. Um, what quote inspires me? Um, you know, back to what I was just saying, don't be afraid to fail. That's, that's it. Because being, I'm sorry, I'm going to elaborate on this. That's okay. I like <laughs> but it. But coming from, um, being an assistant, like, and being a writer and like, just rewriting all the time, like, just you're going to get stuff wrong all the time. So don't be afraid to fail. Okay, sorry. I tried to keep it brief there. No, no, no. That's, that's <laughs> fine, like completely. Um, because that's the nature of like the industry, no matter what you're doing, right? Oh, it Whether so it's like is. starting a company or it's like mastering your cinematography skill. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're going to have to fail in order to be better and learn. And uh, Yeah. And also it's okay if it's your fault that you fail. You should recognize why, you know, don't blame it on something else. Sometimes your show gets canceled and it's not your fault. <laughs> and that happens a lot. But um, yeah, if you fail, like really figure out why and, um, you know, make a change and then try not to fail again. And you probably will. And then just keep trying and eventually you'll probably still fail. Um, but eventually you won't and then you'll fail again. But then maybe <laughs> you won't. Amazing. Um, so who is your biggest role model? <laughs> um oh man uh probably my dad <laughs> um i think just um it, he's such a good guy that i think um i always think of you know how can i be a good person and um that sort of that guides a lot of decisions. If you're doing it from a good place, then um, you can always feel good about what you're doing. Amazing. And Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so how do you practice self-care? Um, define self-care. So what do you do to take care of yourself uh, mentally and physically um, in life, especially uh, during a know, time like this? Yeah, you know, I... I Owning a company is really stressful. It's just, that's the other thing. If you have an idea, owning a company is really stressful um, because it all falls on you. So I probably don't do a great job of this, but I am trying better to um, be mindful and meditate and get my sleep and not sweat the small stuff 
And thankfully, my wife really helps me with that, I think. <laughs> um, even though last night I got frustrated because I couldn't find the brown rice flour. And that's, that's stupid. That's a dumb thing to get really frustrated about, isn't it? Not finding the brown <laughs> rice flour for your sourdough loaf that you're trying to make. It is the quarantine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's being, uh, figuring out what's actually important and um, keeping a cool head through everything. Nice. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? Um, stop being such an idiot (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave it there all right and um I mean this one is actually okay I'm gonna say what change do you want to see in the world I I would like everyone to uh have thoughts that um can I'm, I'm a, you know, as someone that is, you know, I like to think that I'm forward thinking. I want people to actually think about their actions, think about what they're doing and think about how it affects everybody else. Um, just, you know, for just in, in, in life, you know, in, in practice, just be cognizant of people. So, and I think if, if we were all, if we actually, you know, thought about what our impact has on other things and other people, then we would make better decisions. That's perfect because you, you're accountable for yourself. Like you can't go and change an entire civilization, but you can change yourself and that helps adds to that, you know, making an impact. And, and don't get into Twitter fights with people. (laughs) That's also another piece of it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, glad that I, got to do this and you're part of it and <laughs> well I'm I'm glad you're doing this I mean it's a really it's a really cool idea and it's like really worth it too I think what you're doing is awesome I mean you're 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 so young and you're like really establishing a name for yourself coming from Green Spark being on this Netflix show like the first person doing it it's super awesome so I'm sure I'll be asking you for favors in like oh. three years Thank you so much. It's, it's like what you said, though, like when you said, you know, the advice that you were, um, that you would share, it's like, just, if you do the right thing, things will happen. And I think that's what has been driving me because ever since I, it was SPF 2018, like the, that event that yeah. I met you at, um, when I was still in film school, I went to this because uh, my university they're like, okay, well, we have free tickets if you want to go. And I'm like, I want to check it out. Because like, obviously, as a film student, I was like, I'm going to take advantage of any free thing that they give us for the industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm there. Free food? I'm there. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, <laughs> and when I learned about it, I was shocked because we weren't learning about it in our classrooms. That's what like drove me to like want to go pursue this. Like Netflix or working in the industry was like way far. Like it's never something I considered doing since then. It was like, why aren't we talking about this in school? Um, where we're learning to print every single revision. We're learning all this old school standards because our profs have been in the industry, but like 30 years ago. And we're just right. learning those ways. And I came back and I talked to my producing prof and I was like, this is everything I learned. These are the facts. And and it just, it spiraled. It went to like so many departments in that university and they're like okay because I said I want to now make because I am I want to be a producer like that's something that I've always been interested in so you know I was like okay my next student film that I'm gonna produce 
I'm going, you know, green. Like this is what I'm doing. And I'm going against everything you taught us about we have to print our phones. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I remember being in my first so year. Oh, cool. I remember being in my first year and I was a producer of that short film. And you know, I was like you first year, like you're naive and you're young and you don't know what's happening. You're you're yeah. scared and everything. I didn't have all the documents printed out for our concept meeting or production meeting, one of the meetings. And my the mentor, because we get a mentor for each production, like who is like a prof. He literally postponed the meeting by like six hours. He's like, we're meeting again at 5 p.m. And you have to have everything, you know, in front of everybody. Like you didn't have it all printed out. And I have a class to teach. So we're not starting this meeting until then. And of course, then, you know, when I didn't know anything, I was like, okay, like I'm failing. And um, three years later, I was like, okay, like I was prepared for that same thing where it's like, you may say that um, I can't do so-and-so, but I'm, this is what I'm doing because the industry is doing this there's no reason for a school not to let us do like what's happening right now in the industry. Cause we're right. paying to be here. Um, I did. And I luckily had a mentor that was like, I'm, I'm supporting you. Like, this is fine. And that just like, you know, like you said, the word of mouth, the ripple effect it had when people realized it wasn't hard at all. And student films, like you don't need to do these big grand gestures to go green. Like it's as simple as not printing paper and right. not using single use items. And, um that's what drove me and it, it's like a conversation I'm like okay we need to have more of like how can we bring this into smaller productions indie film productions I got on this show um seeing okay I was always working on smaller scale productions and now I'm like oh I'm part of the problem in this bigger production and I think everything just started kind of like fitting in uh, whereas now like where I'm really glad that I'm getting to work with Netflix but I also don't want to neglect so I still like I go to that university and I like you know, talk to the students there and I'm like, okay, this is what <laughs> you could do. And yeah, I, I, that's just like, basically, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, <laughs> but it's no, but look it, I mean, for you to be like, I was taught all of these things and why aren't we doing it this way? Like, why am I being taught stuff that was like 20 years ago? Like that's, I wouldn't have had that thought when I was like, I don't know how old you are, 20, 21, whatever. Like I would not have had that thought. I was like, so just, I'll do whatever, you know, just tell me how to do it. I'll adapt. You know, it took me a while to figure out years to say like, no, like we should do something different. So that's yeah. really cool. I mean, and that's what it, that's what it takes. You know, it takes being like, you know, another thing that I, I could have said is like question everything, mm -hmm. right? Not to the point where you're really fucking annoying and you can't live, yeah. but <laughs> we're doing something this way. Like, okay, why are we doing it that way? Is there a better mm -hmm. way? Okay, there's not. Okay, good. Do it, you know. But like, yeah. that's that's just, I'm like really impressed. That's like super cool that you were able to to do that at such like yeah. an age. Yeah, thank you. I, you're, you know, coming back to what you said about you can hold yourself accountable. So like, what can you do? Like, you don't have to. So like, as an office PA, um, even though I was required to print out everybody, like the schedules and stuff, I started refusing them myself. And that's something I learned from Clara, George. And actually, I think it was, um, was it you? No, it was, I don't remember somebody. It was at SBF. They were on a panel as well. They're like, um, you know, they were working in a production office and they just refused a paper copy of whatever was being printed out, you know, like um, when paper copies were being distributed, they said not, don't put one on my desk. And I remember hearing that. And I started doing that when I started working as an office PA is like, don't put one on my desk. Cause I'm getting an email to me anyways. And, um, and that's a thing that I hope 
everybody realizes it's like you don't have your goal is it to again being annoying and constantly like forcing other people to change but like what can you do in your life and that daily like thing that one thing that you can change because that will and and something that um Jennifer from Greensfire Group she says this quote um she got it from something else but I've been saying it to everyone is the goal isn't for one person to be perfect but a million people to be imperfect right yeah that's that will like create that larger yeah that's a good point just everyone doing something small is a huge makes a huge impact and that's yeah I I may have said that because the paper thing because when I was on Blackish, which in like 2016, I they were they kept giving me the paper. Yeah, yeah, and it was you because you said that exact words. And I I had to go to production. Yeah. And I, first of all, you sent me paper for me to tell you gave me a piece of paper to tell you that I didn't want paper. One, why don't you just email me? So like that whole opt in mm-hmm. thing. It was like, it was opting to digital and they were handing out paper for it, whatever. At least they're like doing it, but I'm like, okay, so now I got (laughs) to like do the paper and give it back to you. Okay, great. And then there kept being this mix up where they kept giving me a script and I like, and the writer's office, the production office, I went over there. I was like, guys, stop it. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, this is a joke, right? You know, I have scriptation and you're just... You're punking me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about that in your panel. Like you were like the one person in the office that refused it. And it was kind of, you were like the odd person. Was that you? And then more people started following along. And then yeah. it became it became like the person that wanted a script became the elephant in the room or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Because yeah. you have to like, once you, you know, you don't have to overtly make other people feel bad by doing your good deed, but it does. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking a script because it's ridiculous. I don't need the person to print the thing for me. And um, I have it right here. Um, so, yeah, then it, it started slowly, like, with on Blackish, we went from, like, 100 plus, and we were down to 60 by the end of the year, like, people on the distribution still like a long ways to go but like cutting back on like 40 people and all the distribution is huge yeah it it was at least 40 it may have been like 50 but Uh yeah that was like super significant and Mm -hmm. awesome I'm so glad that we could do this. Um, if you're in the film business and you don't have scriptation downloaded, now is such a perfect time to play around with it um, because we're all home. Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. This has been like super great. Thanks yeah. for having me. This is awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with everyone you know. Whether you work in the film business or not, I hope you were able to take something away from this and be inspired. Connect with us on social media to stay in the loop as we're always posting announcements and fun things. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review. And to end the show off, each week I'll be giving a recommendation that you can check out. This week's rec is a Canadian sustainable brand, Boho & Hobo, that carry eco-friendly products to help you go zero waste. I'm not getting paid to say this, I genuinely love and use the brand myself, and you're also supporting local businesses. So definitely check them out. Till next time! Bye.